this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I didn't hear Daryl mention this in the news, but in, in international news, Iran is currently having elections and the winner is expected to be a guy called Raisi with 62% of the votes which uh, is not a massive upset because he was the one that the, the government was backing to win the election. But anyway, I have one question and one question only as a result of this election in Iran. And that is, when will Keir Starmer take responsibility and resign for this shocking result? It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Conan Gray and Astronomy on Wizard Radio. Calvin Harris and Tom Grennan were before that. I love that song. I'm going to play that song every week until I'm told I'm not allowed to play it anymore because I like it that much. This is Wizard Radio and my name is Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. How is everyone? Apparently there's some football taking place right now. Not an England game, but there's a game and uh, my housemate's watching it. Um, so I assume if you are listening to this show right now, you don't really care about the football. So so great. Welcome. We can all be anti-football friends. I was in bottom set PE at school. I don't really care for sport. I do sort of get excited about the Euros, but only like the England games. So everything else, not that interested in. So welcome one and all. This is almost a football free zone mostly a football free zone i would like to talk about the england scotland game last night a little bit after four o'clock but it's not really football related chat so you can you can relax also on the football free show this afternoon handcuffs and relationships do they mix a big question i might have an answer for you in about five minutes spare rooms have you got any Uh, more details after four o'clock plus um, I have a bit of a personal announcement to make before four o'clock. We've got a 60 second guide. We've got what's going on and how's this for a tease? I will tell you why my neighbours have done a poo in the front garden. I'm not, I'm not even going to make you wait. That is the, that is the headline. My neighbours have done a poo in the front garden. That's actually happened. And if you would like to know why on earth that has occurred and how I know about it, I'll tell you all in the next 15 minutes. So that is a pretty good reason to stick around, just to hear that story. Also, I've got El Divine and Megan the Stallion and loads of other tunes, including BTS, actually. That's coming up in a few minutes' time. Before we get into all that, though, it's a meaty show, a very meaty show, um, unless you're a vegan, in which case it's a very protein-dense show. There you, that's, that's what I meant to say. Before we get into all that, I would like to tell you what I am liking and disliking this week. It's sort of like a a bottom one and a top two. 
the I want to tell you what the worst thing in the world this week is, and then I'll tell you two things that in my world are the best things in the world. So let's begin with the worst thing in the world, which is political pundits eating hats. I I think if I remember right, this started about six years ago. There was an election in 2015. I remember it well. It was my first election where I was like vaguely politically aware. Labour lost and the Conservatives won um, and the exit polls came out like before the actual results and somebody, I think it was, was it a guy called Paddy Ashdown who was like a Lib Dem back in the day. He was like, if these, if these predictions are right, I'll eat my hat. And it turns out the predictions were right and he was forced to eat a hat. And ever since then, it's been a thing where if you make a political prediction, you will say, if this is true, I'll eat my hat. And then when it does inevitably come true, you get lots of pundits going, <laughs> oh, well, I'd better eat my hat. And then they do eat a hat. I don't know if it's always like a, a real hat that they're eating or a hat-shaped cake or something. But it happens a surprising amount when people use this phrase, I'll eat my hat, and then they do actually have to eat their hat. I'm just a bit bored of it. It just feels like a stunt now. It's like people are purposely saying, if this happens, I'll eat my hat. And then when it does happen they're like oh well i've got to eat my hat now and they can get loads of attention for the fact they have actually eaten a hat and i just think let's move on who uses the phrase i'll eat my hat outside of the the world of politics nobody i know has ever used the phrase i'll eat my hat i don't think i've ever used the phrase i'll eat my hat let's just let's just all stop eating hats okay eat food not hats as jason derulo likes to say that's that's my worst thing. Oh, the reason this is the worst thing in the world this week because it happened again um, this week about there was a by-election somewhere in the southeast of England and somebody once again was forced to eat a hat. That's why it's on my mind. It feels a bit random, but that's why. Moving on to a couple of the best things in the world this week. One of them, this is this is genuinely quite an incredible thing to happen. The headline is Dappy from Endubs talks man off bridge. And it, it's accurate. That is the story. Dappy from the band Endubs, who were big when I was like very young, he was in the area when there was somebody who was, you know, quite a serious situation. They were stood, you know, at the like the side of a bridge, and the police were there trying to coax him down. And Dappy is in the area, and he's like doing what Dappy does. He's like, "Is there anything I can do to help?" And Incredibly, the police were like, yeah, go on then. And Dappy, from Endubs, who wore the silly hats and has the catchphrases and says, Nana Nai, successfully managed to get this person down off the bridge and he saved their life. How incredible and weird and unexpected at the same time. Dappy from Endubs is a, a hero, so well done to him. What a brilliant story. And um, onto something entirely different for the the other best thing in the world this week. Uh, it's got to it's got to be GB News. We've talked about GB News quite a bit on this show. It's been sort of an obsession of mine for a while before it was even on the TV because it's this new news channel that's supposed to be you know anti woke whatever the hell that means. I think they have a daily feature called Woke Watch, but. It kicked off, I think it was Monday night, and ever since there's just been a constant stream of clips going viral of mistakes happening and people sending in fake names like um, Mr. Mr. Michael Hunt is one of them or um, Mr. Oxlong is another that seemed to keep getting on and it's just quite funny. And I was sort of in two minds whether to talk about this because I feel like it's part of their marketing strategy to be purposely rubbish so all these clips go viral. But... It is funny, and so let's just have a listen to a few of my favourite fails on the news channel GB News from the last seven days. Off the break. We have the weather right now. So the person has just messaged, it's, it's, grow up. You know, uh, we're a new company, we're a new broadcaster, there are systems that we're putting in place that would stop idiots like you getting through. Uh, they're getting through at the moment, but please. Quickly, you mentioned a virus there, and of course the big virus we've been dealing with is the COVID-19. No, 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 I, I don't imagine it's that type of virus. I'm talking about a computer-based virus. Long may the screw-ups continue. 
So the worst thing in the world this week is hat eating. We like Dappy from Endob saving lives. We like people sending in stupid names to GB News. That is out of the way. Let's continue with the show. This is Megan The Stallion and <clears throat> That Shot. It's Wizard Radio. That was Megan The Stallion and the song is called That Shot. <clears throat> yes, it is. Alec Feldman here. El Divine is coming up. And now I would like to ask you a question, which is do handcuffs and relationships mix? Not, not in that way. There's nothing dodgy about it. It's just a story I've read about a couple from Ukraine who literally handcuffed themselves together and they, they lived their life with handcuffs um, attaching them to each other at all times. And they did this for 123 days. And the reason it's now in the news is because they have cut off the handcuffs. In fact, there's a video of someone with some giant like bolt cutters cutting the chain that's binding them together and decided that they are going to break up i know incredible and basically the reason they were handcuffed together in the first place was because they kept breaking up and then getting back together and then breaking up again and then getting back together and they were like come on this is silly let's let's really commit to each other and see if we can make this work and Instead of just, you know, becoming much more functional and maybe, I don't know, talking about things or um, compromising a bit more, instead of doing the normal things you might do to make a relationship work, they decided they were going to handcuff themselves together to force themselves to spend time in each other's company at all all times. Literally every hour of the day. This is very extreme. I'm aware of this. I have noticed (laughs) that handcuffing yourself to your girlfriend is a slightly odd thing to do, but they gave it a go. I think it was on TV. I hope it was televised because otherwise it's just really odd. And they put it all on on Instagram as well. They showered together. They went to the shops together. They ate meals together. They had to because they were handcuffed together. It's, it must be a bit like having a, a conjoined twin. Um, that would be really weird. And it didn't work, obviously. And they have broken up because it turns out being handcuffed to someone all the time is not that good. But here's, here's what they had to say about it. And this is, this is the weird bit. The, the complaints they had. Right, so the girl... She was complaining, A, that she missed personal space, um, yes, fair enough, but she also said her boyfriend wasn't paying her enough attention whilst they were chained together. I don't know what this guy is like, but how, how can you not pay attention to someone you're literally chained to? Surely you have to give them attention, you can't ignore them, you can't forget they're there because you share your hand with them. There is nothing you can do without at least asking them. So how how are you ignoring? I, I don't get it. This this all sounds very dysfunctional. And his his complaint was just that we are not on the same wavelength. We're very different, um, which is fair enough. But perhaps you should have considered that before you handcuffed yourself to her. But um, I don't know what the lesson we can learn here is. Is it that you shouldn't handcuff yourself to your girlfriend? Is it that you should communicate better? I don't know. I don't know what we can take from it. There's no overarching moral lesson or anything like that. Um, But I enjoyed that story (laughs) very much and would not advise trying that because it clearly didn't work. It just took them, what was it, 123 days to work this out. I don't know. I'm probably could have worked it out sooner personally but there you go coming up next i teased this earlier on my neighbors have done a poo in the front garden i'm not making that up i will tell you all of the details in all of their stinky glory next eldervine and girls like sex on wizard radio that feels very weird to say but it's the name of the song so i suppose it's allowed i'm alec feldman bts is coming up so army standby baby queen coming up as well now, as promised, my neighbours have done a poo in the front garden. 
that is the headline of the story that I'm about to tell you. Uh, there's no, there's no big build-up. There's no surprise plot, surprise plot twist. I'm just giving it to you as it is. My neighbours have done a poo in the front garden. Not okay. I'm really not okay with this. And now, now you know the headline. I can, I can, I can go back to the beginning, right? Yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, it was the day before. It was Thursday. On Thursday, I left the house to go somewhere. And I saw a weird thing in the front garden. So where it is, right? I, as you know, live in a basement. I have to go down some steps to get in. So I went up the steps, and basically at the top of the steps, underneath where the windows are, there was a weird... Well, actually, several weird, small, kind of, you know, like, cylindrical brown things. And I was like, hmm, that's odd. What is that? Has it come from a tree? Is it, like, something that's come out of the bin? I don't know. This is very strange. I'm going to avoid stepping on it and carry on with my day. And then I come back uh, sometime later. And these mysterious brown things have attracted some flies. Quite a few. And it does smell a bit like poo. And I'm thinking, hmm, maybe this is poo. It does look a bit like poo. And all the evidence suggests that this is poo. But the final piece of um, evidence that really you can't argue with came when I was just sat in my bedroom and I had my window open and the upstairs neighbours also had the windows open and I just kind of overheard a bit of their conversation and I heard one of them go, oh yeah, yeah, I did a poo out the window last night and the other one was like, what? But you know, you know that's like right by the steps to where the downstairs neighbours get in. He was like, Oh, oh yeah, oh well. And that was kind of all I needed to hear. Because up until that point, it hadn't even occurred to me that it might be human poo. I thought, why on earth would there be human poo in the garden? It must be a fox or a dog or a cat or some kind of mammal that isn't a human. And it was when I heard that, I kind of had this moment of going, Oh my god, there is human poo right outside my window who does that what <laughs> i'm so confused and annoyed why would you do a poo out the window do you not have a toilet do you not have working plumbing what thought process goes through your head that leads you to go i know what i'm going to do i'm going to stick my bum out of the window the first floor window and do a poo Nobody does that! That's not a normal thing to think, is it? And then just leave it there and not even attempt to clean it up. The only attempt they did make to, to clean up this this human excrement that is in the front drive was the following day when I think they poured some water out the window. And that was it. That's not going to do anything. What do you think it's going to do? Like dissolve and float away? I don't think so. That's utter madness, isn't it? The fact that somebody literally has a human being has done a poo in the front garden and not even tried to cover it up and then admitted to it without realizing I could hear them through an open window. I mean, what do I do about this? I'm not I'm not going anywhere near it. Who Do I snitch on them? Do I tell the landlord? My, I was talking to my mum about this and she said I should tell the council. I don't think that's really something they're keen to come out and do come and clean up some human poo from our driveway. Why would the council do that? So what, do I confront them? Do I knock on their door and say, hello, would you like to come and clean up your poo, please? Or do I send a note? Or do I shout through the window at them? Or do I return the favour and do a poo on their steps? I, I don't know what to do here. This is a completely new situation. I, I'm gobsmacked. I don't know why this has happened or how I'm meant to respond to it because it's never happened before ever shockingly someone did do a poo in the lift once when I was in halls in uni but that's not it's not the same as doing a poo out your window oh man anyway now I've told you this horrible and very lowbrow and quite disgusting story about someone doing a poo in the front garden I have a question for you it's not a poo-based question before you get too disgusted. Please do not text me about poo 
unless it's a really good story. I would like your answers to this question though. What is the most unexpected thing that you found in your garden? If you're lucky enough to have some kind of garden, front garden, back garden, driveway, um, giddle, uh, parking space, I don't know. Whatever is outside where you live, what is the weirdest and most unexpected thing you have found there? For me, I think it's got to be human poo, but you know, it could be, could be animals, could be a trampoline, anything goes really. So my number, if you would like to get in touch with me, is 07807183538. I would really love to hear from you. You can DM me on Twitter or Instagram, at WizRadio is us on there. Or you can send an email, station at wizardradio.co.uk. What's the most unexpected thing you found in your garden? But please don't send me loads of stories about poo, says the person who's just spent about five minutes talking about poo. Anyway, let's move on. We will revisit this in a few minutes. I'll play you Baby Queen in a second. And now, um, the song Butter by BTS. Live from a slightly funny smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Baby Queen and Maya with American Dream and BTS was before that with Butter. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Bill and Ted coming up. I like that song. And RD as well. What's Going On is here before four o'clock. But now back to the important and very highbrow topic of conversation that we've gone with this afternoon, which is my neighbours have done a poo in our front drive. And it's right at the top of the steps that I have to go down to get into my basement. And they haven't cleaned it up. And it's horrible. And it's definitely human poo because I heard them confessing to doing it through the window. So, there we go. Disgusting. What animals. And I asked you what the most unexpected thing you've ever found in your garden is. Slash yard slash outdoor area in front of your home. And Georgie has been on. This is ridiculous. She says, You're not going to believe this story, but I once had a literal member of parliament in my front garden. My bedroom is at the front of my house. One weekend, I woke up, I looked out the window, and there was an MP, my MP, sitting on the grass in my front garden. I was pretty shocked. I think he was on a run or something, because he looked really out of breath. Just use my lawn as a resting spot. By the time I went downstairs to ask if he was okay, he'd gone. But it was really weird. He's not my MP anymore. Maybe people didn't vote for him because he was just sitting in everyone's front garden. That's weird. That's not respecting boundaries. Who? Yeah, I, I wouldn't go for a lie down in someone's front garden if I was a bit tired. Is that the entitlement that you get when you become an MP? I don't know. I am dying to know, Georgie, who this was. Please, can you message back with the name of the MP? I promise I won't read it out. I just, I want to know. Who could it be? Who runs? Ed Miliband, he runs. I remember he's been photographed going on a run and looking a bit silly. Uh, who else? I mean, Matt Hancock. Who saw that video the other week of him literally running away and waving in the back, like waving at the reporters? Could be Matt Hancock. Um, if they're not an MP anymore, I don't know. Ed Balls. Um, who else used to be an MP and isn't anymore? I would love to know. That is odd behaviour. No doubt. But yeah, well done to you for finding an MP in your front garden. That is a particularly unexpected thing to find there. Um, Michaela, and, unless it's in election season and they come knocking on the doors, but just having a lie down on the grass, that is weird. Michaela says, we once had a caravan in our front garden, which sounds pretty normal so far, except... Michaela says, it wasn't ours. The way our house is, you can actually get to the back garden without going inside. You can just go through the gate and around the side. The path is quite narrow, but you could probably get a car through it if you were careful. One day, I came home from school, and I saw that there was a full caravan in the garden. I asked my mum what was going on. She hadn't even noticed it, even though she'd been home all day. Someone literally just parked their caravan in our garden, in the middle of the night, they came, picked it up, and drove off. It was very strange. It's never happened since. Ooh, there's, there's got to be more of a story to that, Michaela. Is it like a, a a stolen caravan that's being hidden? Were you being framed for stealing someone's caravan? They thought they'd leave it in the front garden, wait till the heat's off, and if the police don't find it, then they'll come back and, and take it away. That... 
that's weird. So did you did you hear them coming to pick up their caravan, or was it literally just you came back from school, it was there, you woke up the next day, it was gone? Did you imagine the caravan, Michaela? Was it was it really there? Did anybody else see the caravan, or was it just you? Always worth checking. That is weird. That's very weird. Did you think you'd all lucked out and you'd won a caravan in a raffle? <laughs> it must have been quite disappointing when you woke up and it had gone again. Oh, well, that is very unexpected also. And Tash says, I don't know if a porch technically counts as a garden, but one evening we did find an entire takeaway on the porch. It was a bag, had a full Indian meal for four people. There were barges, different curries, naan breads, the works. We reckon some food delivery company must have delivered it to the wrong house and then they'd never come to take it back. We didn't eat it, just in case it was a trap. But that was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> um, what was pleasant about it if you didn't actually eat it, though? <laughs> Surely you just saw it, you're like, oh, that's weird, and binned it. No pleasant surprise, no extra nan for you. Mm, yeah, probably a mistake. They delivered to the wrong house and there's some family who's gone, where's our Indian takeaway? We've been waiting two hours and it's never shown up because you got it and binned it. That's about what, so they think they might have poisoned it, that's why you didn't eat it. <laughs> or like you, they lure you out to eat the takeaway and then when you're picking up the takeaway, they like sneak into your house and lock you out and then it's their house. I don't, I don't really know. But that, yeah, you know, I, you know what Tash, right decision, it is sensible not to eat random food that's just appeared when you don't know where it's come from. So you have made the right decision on that. Um, if it was me, I would probably have just stolen it. And who knows where that would have ended me up. So that's very sensible. Next, I would like to make a quite personal announcement. And that's happening on the show next after Bill and Ted, May Muller, when you're out on Wizard Radio. Bill and Ted and May Muller, that is when you're out and it's on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, good afternoon. I would like to make a a personal announcement. I've got some news. It's something that I've been keeping from you. But I can't hold this information back any longer. And I just have to tell you. On Monday the 14th of June. I received a tip off. I acted on that tip off. And I travelled halfway across Manchester, where I live, and I received one shot of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Get in! I was so happy about this. This is probably one of the best things that's happened to me in several weeks, if not months, if not since March 2020. So excited so happy it was it was a big adventure i saw on a facebook group that they were doing walk-ins because i've wanted one of these vaccines for ages but basically because i'm very lucky to be pretty much completely healthy so far you know fingers crossed i you know i'm like right at the bottom of the list so when i saw they were doing a walk-in for anyone over 18 i was like oh my god i need to get down there urgently this was like four o'clock in the afternoon and they were doing them until 6.30. So I put some shoes on. I got the bus halfway across town. It took like 40 minutes. And I went to the Irish World Heritage Centre, which is like a massive... It's like a venue almost. It's got like a hall, but loads of other rooms as well. And event rooms specifically for Manchester's Irish community, I believe. And they were doing loads of COVID vaccinations there. And there was like no queue. And I was like, this is brilliant. Why, why are there not more people here? And I could just show up and fill in a form. And they gave me a complimentary copy of Visit Island magazine to rest on when I was filling in the form. And then they took me through. And I had a very nice chat with the person who was giving it. And she was like, do you mind needles? And I was like, no, not really. Just get it inside me. And she did. And it didn't really hurt that much. And then I had to sit for 15 minutes just in case... I don't know, <laughs> I spontaneously combusted or something. And and then they let me go. I didn't get a sticker. I was really annoyed because I saw the people at the front had loads of sheets of stickers and I forgot to ask for one and they didn't give me one. And so I just left my COVID-19 first vaccine without a sticker. I don't, unless 
do they keep the stickers for people who've had their second jabs? Is that who they're for? And they don't give one to you if you've only had your first? Maybe. Maybe when I get my next one, I'll make sure I get a sticker. But I was in and out in like 20 minutes. And then I got the bus back across town, safe in the knowledge that in two to three weeks, I will have a small level of immunity against COVID-19. And then in what, like 12 to 14 weeks, I'll get a second one and I'll be fully immune if it hasn't caught up with me by then. And I mean, I am quite scared because it seems to be everywhere at the minute. But I've had one vaccine. Um, and then the next day, the government were like, yeah, everyone over 18 can book one now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> brilliant. I've, I've cut the queue by about one day. Well done to me. And it cost me like £5.50 in bus fares. But worth it. Worth every penny. I've had a vaccine. Don't be too jealous. Your, your time will come eventually, hopefully. But what a week. What a time to be alive. Bring on the second jab, please. And thank you. What's going on? Coming up next. This is RD Oliver Twist. Alec Feldman here. Let's begin this week's game of. What's going on? This this game is very straightforward. I play you some audio that has been removed from all context because you can't see the pictures because it's the radio, and you just have to tell me what you think is happening in the clip that your ears are hearing what would your eyes be seeing if they could see anything you can use your imagination or you know your knowledge or your reasoning and logic anything any critical faculties you possibly possess to try and tell me what is happening in the clip you send your answer in we go through them before the end of the show most of them are usually wrong occasionally i think last week somebody did actually get it right but we all have a nice time in the process. That is how What's Going On works. Let's take a listen to this week's clip. that there's lots of different voices there they're not i feel like they're not really saying much mostly it's just sort of exclamations and laughter and that kind of stuff there's a lot of people sounds quite chaotic what is actually happening in that clip if you think you can work it out if you have any ideas at all i know there's not a lot to go on but what are they enjoying what's all the commotion about then send me a message with your thoughts on 07807 183 538 you can tweet at Radio. the email is station at wizardradio.co.uk what do you think is happening in this clip Oh seven eight oh seven one eight three five three eight. That is the text number. Station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email. At wizradio is the Twitter and the Instagram. What's going on this week? Tell me what you think is happening in that clip, and we'll read out some messages and see if anybody's got it right before the end of the show at five o'clock. Coming up, I would like to talk to you about Scotland. We had a nil-nil draw in the football yesterday. I want to talk to you about Scottish music though. That is coming up in about 10 minutes time. Right now, four o'clock, let's get a news update. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Navos, and believe me, at Wizard Radio, Dua Lipa's new song, Love Again, before that. Alec Feldman here, afternoon. Sigrid coming up, Olivia Rodrigo coming up. And right now, did you see the football last night? There was an England Alec, game, Alec, they played Alec, Scotland. Alec. Yes. I'm, I'm so sorry to do this on air. Let's. Sorry, I'll, I think. Let's stop the music. What's going on? Look, um. Have Could you thought. You? Have you thought about your future? I hate to future? do this this way, but, but have you thought at all about your future? Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course I have. Uh, I think after the show, I'm going to go for a run. No, no, no. Not. Then... Sorry. Not the immediate future. 
I mean, your future. Like tomorrow? No, long, like, you know, your career, your long term. What's happening long term with you? Not, uh, not, not really. Why, why? Uh, can I not talk about Scotland? Uh, talk about Scotland another time. Oh, okay. I, I think, what do you want? I think you should start thinking about your future, Alec. And it concerns me. This is why I've interrupted your whole show. It My whole show? Well, for the next few minutes at least. It concerns me that you're not thinking about your future. Am I being told off during my own show? Look, you can take this however you think you should take it. But I I think you should think broader than just these two hours on air. Look, I'm going to help you and hopefully all of your listeners at the same time. Uh, with with what? Thinking about the future? Thinking about the future. Beyond okay. this show, Alec, there is a whole world out there. Could this so, have waited until five o'clock? No, it couldn't. Oh, right. Because I want to take your listeners on this journey with us. Basically. Well, you could have asked. But no, I don't ask. I demand. And maybe you should do some more demanding as well. But that's, <laughs> that's separate. I feel like I'm being attacked. No, don't feel. You can feel how you want to feel. Look, guys, listeners at home, Alec as well. Right. I want to help you turn your passion into your skill. You might be sat there at home thinking, I wish my future was brighter than Alex. And you know what? (laughs) Most of us do feel that way. Most of us. So look, we've partnered with Nominat here on Wizard Radio Station, we're going to help listeners at home and our presenters as well find the digital jobs that could open up a whole career field you'd never thought about. So let's get excited about this, Alec, okay? You want me to get excited about you basically saying, come on, mate, time to move on from this. That's not what I said. You said that. But Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Really importantly, this is not a job interview. These are just some questions that we might find out things that you might be good at that you never even thought about outside of radio. Okay. Well, seeing as you've already hijacked about three minutes of my show, we might as well. And we might as well I go can on. get back to doing what I want. I'm going to ask you some questions. Listeners at home can also take part. Visit thisishow.uk to take our quiz, the This Is How quiz, and find out what role could be right for you. I'm not going to be asking Alec all of the questions. We're going to have a light version, but you'll get the gist. Alec, are you good at maths? Um, I was when I did maths at school. Was, was it your best ago. subject at school? Where, no, where did it rank for no. you? No. But would you was, say you're good at numbers? Quite good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can count cool. backwards. Well look, that's 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 what that's what matters, I guess. It's a skill. Yeah, it's exactly. Okay. What type of games do you like to play? You have puzzle games like Tetris, a game like Minecraft, something that's really popular like Candy Crush, or a multiplayer game like Fortnite? Ooh, big questions. I think I've got to go with was, what. What was the Tetris one? The like the puzzle games, space games. Puzzle. Yeah, but I like the puzzle yeah. games. Fantastic. For me, it would be mind games. But anyway, how do you like to work <laughs> with people? Do you like to focus on your own work, work in a small team, collaborate with different teams, or be a leader and influence people? I think I like working in a small team. I'm glad you didn't pick lead. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I'm clearly not in control here, am I? Well, clearly. All right. You are talking to the owner of a company that has designed the most popular app of the year. Which of these questions are you most likely to ask him or her or them? Question one. <laughs> what types of people are using the app and what times in the day? How is the app and its different features built? How did you decide on the look and feel of the app? Or how did the team work together to produce the app? Think of this as an interview, but you only get one question. A one question interview. Um, I quite like knowing how stuff works. So I think I would probably ask about like all the features and how he got them there. Okay, fantastic. Okay. Or, you or your- she or they. 
Or she or they. You You and your friends are organising a friend's surprise 21st birthday. Which role would you like to play in the preparations? Researching the best restaurants and presenting a list to your friends. Putting together a PowerPoint with a photo timeline of their life. Designing an invite that you can send over WhatsApp. Or selecting a list of people to invite and sending voice notes to guests. Well... To be honest, my answer to this question is probably none of the above. above. I want to be the person who coordinates the moment when everyone jumps out and goes, Surprise! But seeing as that wasn't an option, I would probably quite enjoy picking the guest list and then sending them all voice notes because I like the sound of my own voice, which is why I do this. Fair enough. Um, Okay. And let's do um, let's do maybe one more question. Which of these okay. subjects most interests you? Maths, science, art, art and design, or business? Um, that's a tough one. Can we make it um, not so tough, please? Let's let's go with let's go with science because I did a chemistry A level. Why not? Well, look, I've already got for you three alternative career options. I'm quite happy doing what I'm currently doing. But here are three that that maybe you should explore. You could be a games developer. Could I? You could. Okay. That you have the skills to be a games developer. You could be in IT systems development, which means running the technology that an entire company operates. Okay. Or you could become a front or back-end developer. Those are the people who actually make websites and apps, that the the bits that the users see. Okay, so my next career could be in cyber. Absolutely. That's the point. And if any of this does interest you, Alec, maybe you want to spend some time after the show, visit thisishow.uk. You can find out loads more about these jobs break down into different what the job roles are how you get into those roles and find out loads more you can also create a profile to save your progress to see how close you are to actually reaching some of those goals sorry i want to write that down what was that website again it's this is how.uk this is how.uk okay thank you very much for suggesting I, i move on from this show I, I didn't um, say I that. It. I didn't say that. But you see, you've learned something new today. And hopefully... I have. I have. That was you, quite an enjoyable quiz. I, I think I'm going to go on and do the full thing later. There we go. Thank you very much. The full quiz is available on thisishow.uk. Find out what role could be right for you and potentially unlock a whole new future. Can I have my show back now? You know what? No. This is Sigrid with Mirror. <laughs> I'm I'm back in control. That was Sigrid and Mira on Wizard Radio after that very unwelcome interruption. Let's get back to what I was supposed to be talking about about 10 minutes ago. Right, so football yesterday. England versus Scotland. It was a nil-nil draw. Nobody got any goals. I watched half of it and then got a bit bored and didn't see the rest, but apparently I didn't miss much. But I'm not interested in the football match. I mean, I was a little bit, but... I want to talk to you about something else to do with Scotland because loads of Scotland fans were down in London yesterday. I saw loads of pictures of them like singing and getting really into it. And I've seen loads on social media. And I've just kind of got quite interested because the Scottish people are buzzing. To them, a nil-nil draw against England is like, they might as well have won. It is such a great result for them. And they are so made up about it. And I've been listening to all these these Scottish songs, I suppose, um, because a lot of people have an idea in their head of what Scottish music is like, and it is not at all how you imagine it to be. And I want to introduce you to Scottish music this afternoon because I am fully obsessed. It's incredible. So a lot of the time when people think Scottish music, they're probably thinking of this. This is a rendition of Happy Birthday on the bagpipes. Ross Geller in Friends famously plays the bagpipes and it sounds horrendous. The bagpipes are like the standard Scottish instrument, right? Okay, that's enough of that. Um, 
But that's there's so much more to Scottish music than just bagpipes. That's not the only thing you've got. I mean, there's there's sea shanties, yes, as well. Soon may the Willowman come to bring the sugar and tea and rum. I already can't quite believe that there was a period at the start of this year when everyone was listening to sea shanties. That came and went very quickly. Um, that those are kind of the two things. When you say Scottish music, you think of bagpipes, you think of <laughs> the Wellerman, but there's more to it than that. Scotland, in Scotland, they love dance music. So like you know, Calvin Harris is perfectly in the mould of Scottish music because that's the kind of stuff they love. But Calvin Harris, he's quite quite commercial. It's designed to appeal to a very broad range of people. Calvin Harris's music. But there is a very specific type of dance music that is popular in Scotland. I think possibly specifically in the Glasgow area. That's where it's like most famous and most beloved. And I want to introduce you to it this afternoon. Because people from the rest of the country, like me, wouldn't know about this otherwise. So this is like a huge football song, right? Um, for the Scottish team. There's a, a song from like the, the 80s or possibly the 70s, like a disco track called Yes Sir I Can Boogie. That is like the Scottish football team's theme tune, basically. And a DJ in Scotland has remixed it. A guy called GBX, which stands for the, the George Bowie Experience. And this this is the remix of Yes Sir I Can Boogie. This is huge in Scotland. Banging, right? So this this is quite big in Scotland, but this I'd say is still fairly mainstream sounding. I would also like to play you a little bit of a song. It's called Sloshed by someone called Cassie, and this is even more Scottish. Have a listen to this. those lyrics <laughs> brilliant they love those kind of riffs it sounds a little bit like what i was playing when i got my keyboard out of the show the other week but no it's it's very good and you, you do first hear these kind of songs and you're like well as an english person you're like what is this this isn't this isn't very good but then the more you hear it you're like okay fine i get it these are actually kind of tunes and what i'm about to play you now this is basically the national anthem of Scotland. This song in Scotland is huge. I cannot begin to describe how big this song is, but very specifically in Scotland, if you're from England or anywhere else in the world, you've probably never heard it before. So let's take a listen to Bits and Pieces. I, I know it might sound a bit rubbish to you or it, but listen to it more times and you will, you'll get used to it. It will grow on you. What a what a tune, anyone? I might have to move to Scotland now. Yes, it does sound a bit like me playing around with my keyboard, but at the same time, kind of banging. Here we go. Yes. And so, to all of our Scottish listeners, yes, now everybody knows about bits and pieces. You are welcome. Sorry for slagging it off a little bit. Right, Olivia Rodrigo, this is radio right now. Wizard Radio, that was Olivia Rodrigo, and good for you. And before that, some some Scottish anthems. So, again, well done to Scotland for the nil-nil draw against England yesterday, which to Scottish people is like a massive win. So, well done, everybody. Right, last week on the show, I sort of briefly touched upon this, not properly. I just mentioned it in like a throwaway way, that in 12 days' time, at the end of this month, Unless I take action to prevent this, I will be homeless because uh, the basement that I live in, I'm moving out of. Blah, blah, blah. I've told my landlord I'm going. Um, the tenancy ends. I'm not going to renew it for another year. So that's it. I'm gone. This is nothing to do, by the way, with the fact that my upstairs neighbours did a poo in the front drive by the steps down to my basement. That I was moving out before that, but now I'm really glad that I am. So I'm moving out of... I've told her I'm going, and now I have to go. The only trouble is, I don't have anywhere to move to. And this was the case last week when I mentioned it before. 
and in the last seven days, I literally haven't had any time to look for anywhere new to live. So no progress has been made. And I will still, as things stand, be homeless in 12 days time. Now, this is this is quite concerning. I hope I'm fairly confident <laughs> because I kind of have to be that it won't come to that. And I will find somewhere to live and move into and then move in in, you know, a, a very rapid space of time, because otherwise I'm really screwed. I think it, I think it can be done. I'm fairly confident that we'll be OK. But just in case it doesn't work out, I might possibly need to ask you a small favor. Um, listen, we've been hanging out on Saturday afternoons every week for blimey, coming up for four years. I like to think that we're mates. And, you know, mates look out for each other. Mates have each other's back. Mates do each other favours. And seeing as we are friends, and have been for four years, nearly, um, can you can you do me a favour? If I don't get this sorted in time, and I know that I will, but just in case I don't, uh, has anybody got a spare room, or even a sofa, or a floor, or a shed, that you could offer me just in the meantime uh, until I can actually find somewhere new to live um, because I am going to be booted out of this place in 12 days whether or not I found anywhere new so can you do me a favour and just send in some offers basically I know this is asking a lot this is a big ask but I feel like we're on that level now we've known each other long enough that I can ask you that kind of thing so if you've got any any spare room, if you can put me up for a little while, it'll only be a few weeks, hopefully. What what can you offer me? Um, is it a floor? Is it a bed? What kind of service can you provide? Uh, do you have lots of bathrooms? Is breakfast included? Um, have you got a swimming pool? You know, what's the deal here? If you've got any kind of spare anything that you can put me up in, let me know, please. 07807 183 538. For the purposes of this this radio text in, um, it doesn't have to be in Manchester where I live. It can be anywhere, anywhere around the world. I just need a roof over my head and a bed and actually probably somewhere to put all of my stuff. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that near the time, really. So what, what can you offer me? 07807 Um Station at wizardradio.co.uk. I'm very low maintenance, really. Um, what's on offer at your house? Why should I come and stay with you? I've, I've gone from begging it to basically making you beg me. Um, I don't know how we've, we've done that, but what have you got for me? What's your house like? What services, what added extras do I get? If I come to stay with you, like, I don't know, breakfast in bed or your mum will do all my washing. Any, anything like that. <laughs> 07807 183 538. Thank you very much in advance for the many, many offers that I'm sure will flood in right now to house me for an unspecified but hopefully short amount of time if and only if i don't manage to find anywhere to live in the next 12 days <laughs> so help a guy out thanks thanks very much lord's new song is playing next called solar power on wizard radio but first she's been away a while you might have forgotten who lord is so let's just have a quick recap and i'll hit you with the hard straight facts Alex. In a 60 second guide. Alex. Totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Lord is one of the few remaining hereditary peers in the UK. The practice of lords being able to pass on their titles to their heirs was discontinued in 1999 by the Labour government. However, it wasn't completely eliminated. 92 of them remained. Lord is one of them. She used to sit as a Labour peer, but in protest against Jeremy Corbyn's leadership, she resigned the whip and became a crossbencher in 2016. A quick glance at her profile on theyworkforyou.com suggests she doesn't actually attend the Lords very often, she's never spoken in any debate, and claims minimal expenses, but she has taken part in a number of notable votes over the years. She voted in favour of gay marriage, against triggering Article 50, and against increasing the funding for the royal family, as explained in her song Royals. Some have pointed out her hypocrisy for being opposed to a hereditary system whilst benefiting from it herself. But she deflects from this criticism by occasionally releasing bangers and then just disappearing for a few years at a time. And that's Lord in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun. 
from a safe distance. That's Willow, who is Will Smith's daughter, and Transparent Soul with Travis Barker, and Lord's new song, Solar Power, was before that. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here until 5 o'clock. How's it going? Right, we'll do what's going on in a bit, but I'm in a bit of a, a predicament at the moment, which is that I need to find somewhere to live in the next 12 days or I'll be homeless. Um, no biggie. So I've just, I've just said, I haven't asked too much, just that if I need a place to stay for a little while, just until I find somewhere new, can you help me out? Just, just for a little bit, just for a little bit. And I mean, the offers are, are flowing in. I really haven't begged this one at all. Uh, Zoe says, Alec, you're more than welcome to stay in my house. Yes, thank you, Zoe. I really appreciate that. Uh, we don't have any spare bedrooms or actually much storage space left. But what I can promise you is my sofa, my little brother's crying throughout the whole night, and a packet of crumpets in the pantry at minimum. That's pretty much all we've got. The fridge is usually empty, but if crumpets, sofa, and crying are your idea of a home, then this is the home for you. Wow, Zoe, that that is... You know what? That is really, really kind of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm I'm touched. Crumpets, a sofa, and a crying baby. What's not to like? <laughs> what what isn't to like about about that? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, that is very kind of you. I will definitely, definitely consider putting that on my list of options so thank you zoe no really that is really really kind it means a lot so um thank you again for that very kind offer i mean i do like crumpets um that's that's kind of the best part of that um but no I'm, i'm really grateful honestly really appreciate that thank you sarah says i can't offer you my house unfortunately oh fine but my nan lives in manchester alone in a three-bedroom house so she must have space it's probably ideal for you alec sarah says it's very quiet my nan keeps herself to herself the house hasn't been updated or refurbished since about 1970 and she's lived there for most of her adult life there's loads of shaggy carpets and discolored wallpaper the vague stench of -of out-of-date food and personally i believe the ghost of my granddad lives in the house but I do have no evidence of that. Also, she's a hoarder, so there's lots of old newspapers for you to read. You'll never be bored. Excellent. The idea of living with a a aging hoarder in a house that hasn't been updated since the 70s and smells kind of funny and has a ghost. Um, yeah, really, really wonderful. Again, a kind of. I mean, this this one is tempting just because of the space. I mean. I'll be honest, if, if I got to move into a big three-bedroom house, I'd probably never leave. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just still looking, so I haven't found anything yet. Oh, sorry. And then hope that, you know, get in with the nan, and then hope that, you know, I'm not even going to go down that route. That's really horrible. Never mind. Forget everything I was about to say, even though I didn't actually say it. Yeah, that is a very, very kind offer, especially the, the ghost and the slightly out-of-date food. Mmm. Would there be any room for me, though? If you say she's a hoarder, the the newspapers, would they not be occupying all of the bedrooms? Would I be sleeping on (laughs) stacks of the Daily Mail from 1990? I don't know. Could I read about Tony Blair becoming Prime Minister or the Eurozone crisis of 1993? That might be quite interesting. Um, Yeah, you know, that doesn't sound like the worst offer in the world, I'll be honest, Sarah. uh, Give me a nan's number. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Harry has been on as well. He says, I was going to offer you the 10 out of 10 service that we get in my house. My mum makes all the meals. She cleans the house. We do have a spare bedroom. And I genuinely do have quite a blessed existence. Harry, that sounds perfect. I would love that. Um, I'm going to... Can I take down your number? And then we can discuss this further. Oh, hang on. Sorry, I didn't read the end of the message. Um, It says, but I asked my mum and she said no. Oh, Why would you tell me then? What what's, what's the use of that? Uh, well, listen, thank you very much for your very kind offers. I do appreciate them. Um, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one in 12 days and we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just bank that. Right, what's going on? It's coming up next on Wizard Radio. Mabel, let them know on Wizard Radio. That was new, came out yesterday. Alec Feldman here. Lil Nas X is on before the end of the show. But now, let's return to our Saturday afternoon game of this. What's going on? 
just before the news at four o'clock, so 55 minutes ago, I played you a clip of something confusing and chaotic and weird, and your job is to use your brains and imagination and let it run wild to try and guess what the actual clip is, what's happening in it. Let's have a listen to this week's and then we'll get into some messages. There's not a lot you can make out in that. There's some whooping, there's some cheering, there's some laughing. They get very excited at one point. They're kind of whipped up into a frenzy. But other than that, there's not a lot you can make out. I think I did hear someone when I was listening to it that third time. I heard quite a few people saying, run, Sabah, run, or go, Sabah, go. But what is happening? What are your guesses? Grace has got in touch. She says, I have a very clear image in my head of what's going on. But it's probably completely wrong. Yes, it probably is. But let's let's see. I think, she says, this is a group of people, youngish people, who are taking a group picture together. Massive group selfie with one of the people near the front of the group holding the phone to take the photo. Whilst they're in position, someone in the group gets water thrown on them by a stranger. That's when there's some kind of commotion. And then the person who gets the water thrown on them starts chasing the person who threw the water to catch them. I have no idea why I think any of this, but it must that must be what it is. That's all I can imagine in my head. Interesting. Group photo gone wrong. It was a drive-by fruiting! Except with water. If you haven't seen the film Mrs. Doubtfire, what I just said will mean nothing to you. Never mind. Good film. Robin Williams, watch it. Um, okay. There is a group of people, but that's quite obvious. Youngish people. Yeah, you know what? I think they are youngish people, actually. I can't see everyone in the video there's quite a lot and i can't see all of their faces but i think they are fairly young for the most part but there isn't a group picture element involved i mean obviously it's being filmed but they're not like all lining up for a group photo that's not what's happening and there's not a mystery drive-by watering <laughs> happening by a stranger that's not what it is a nice guess but wrong um message here from Fiad, this, uh, it says, this is a group of friends at a theme park. They're standing in front of a water ride. They're in the splash zone. They are stood in the splash zone. They're watching the ride, meaning, uh, minding their own business, sorry. Then they all get majorly splashed, and that's why you hear the sound of water in the clip. But it's all fine. They're having a good time. They're not letting the splash dampen their vibe. Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, why is everyone hearing water? I don't think, unless I've missed something, I don't hear water in this clip. So every, everybody else does. Grace thinks it's a, a drive-by soaking. Fayad thinks they're in the splash zone in a roller coaster and they've just been splashed and they're like, oh my god. But no, that's not it either. Um, no roller coasters were involved in the making of this edition of what's going on. Well off the mark there. But I think this is quite a tricky one as what's going on's go we've done easier ones for sure last week's was really easy so i'm, I'm making up for it this week and a silly in this film i think this is a group of people standing outside the club a nightclub somewhere where the clubs are actually open in the world because they're not here not until the 19th of july i think uh, two people are you know enjoying each other's company quite a lot but then there's some sort of commotion maybe there's a crowd watching them or something then something happens i don't know what that something is but that thing happens then the mood changes and at that point the crowd starts shouting the names of one of the people who was enjoying somebody else's company wink wink nudge nudge that's why you hear people saying someone's name i think the name might be pepper or something like that sorry this is so very vague so basically Cillian thinks there are two people copping off with each other in the club and everyone's watching and then something happens and there's a big commotion interesting um again you're not right nobody is particularly close this week you've all identified that there is some kind of big commotion in the middle but your explanations are way off way 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 off so let me tell you what's going on in this clip i got this clip from twitter it's somebody called Saba. so the name you're hearing when they're saying go Saba, go it's Saba. it's not um it's not pepper and what's happening is it's a rounders match 
They're playing a game of rounders. Except, this game of rounders is taking place at a wedding. Because you're not allowed to dance at weddings because of the COVID rules. But you are allowed to do outdoor sport. So what they've done is at the wedding, they're all dressed up in their like wedding clothes. And it's a Pakistani wedding. So they've got these like beautiful, really intricate, fancy clothes on. And they're all playing a game of rounders. And what's happening in the clip, they, so they bowl. And the bride in a massive 24 kilogram wedding dress hits it with the rounders bat. Uh, then starts running. Everyone's like, oh my god, wow, go run, Sabba, run. And she's just running around the field in a bridesmaid's dress. How incredible is... Not a bridesmaid's dress, sorry. An actual bride's dress. How incredible is that? So that is what's going on this week. It's some people playing rounders at a wedding in wedding clothes. In their their best clothes. So there you go. Nobody really came close this week. But I enjoyed your suggestions very much anyway. That's all we got time for. It's the end of the show. Thank you very much for hanging out this week. I hope the story about my neighbours pooing in the garden was worth it. And if not, I'm sorry. We're back on next week, Saturday 3 to 5pm. And Miles Wakulski is coming up next at Wizard Radio after Lil Nas X. His sun goes down. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.